A child chooses to walk away from the Lord after becoming an adult. You want to help this person, but you're not sure how to do it. It's your sibling. It's your sister. How do you become part of the solution? How do you get on God's restoration team to come alongside an individual? You realize there are underlying issues and more underlying issues than just the sibling's rebellion. It's not a sibling rebelling in a vacuum, but yet there are complicating factors that surround this rebellion. There has been a pattern of family dysfunction. As you help your sibling, what are some of the reflection points you want to consider as you make your plans? This is Rick Thomas. You're listening to Life Over Coffee. This is episode 264. The title of it is Tips to Help an Adult Sibling Who is Not Walking with the Lord. This podcast will give you an illustration of some of the conversations that we have on our mastermind team. Our students that come to our people who come to our ministry and become students of our all online biblical counseling program. They want to enter into a two to three year training regimen where they can learn how to do biblical counseling according to their God given capacity. Well, we have have these types of discussions on our private mastermind forums that is only accessible to the students and their supervisors. I am one of those supervisors, and this is the kind of thing that I talk to our students about. Our mastermind program has different different avenues that lead to the core of it, being trained, that is the core. And one of those aspects of that training is what I'm going to present to you here in this podcast. And so if you're interested in reading more about this, you can jump on the show notes, episode 264. If you have a sibling who is an adult walking away from the Lord, then this podcast will be very important for you. There are two common types of people that come and ask the question, how do I help an adult uh, family member who come back to Christ? One of those are parents, of course. But then sometimes siblings come because the sibling is the only person in the room that is interested, has the passion, has the desire to do this. And so if you are one of those adult children and you have a sibling rebelling, walking away from God, then this podcast is really for you. Uh, But it is applicable to whoever the person is in the family, and it doesn't have to be the immediate family. If you are an extended relative and you have a family member who is not walking with God and you want some help, well, this will be good for you. And you can go inside these show notes and you'll find a lot of articles embedded. And so this could be a master homework assignment over a period of two or three months and you would benefit from it. I want to present this podcast to you in multiple parts. First, I'll just give you an overview. And then I want to get inside the family. I want to describe the family because it is important to understand all the dynamics that that makes up this problem with the rebelling adult. And then I want to look at this sibling's shaping influences, some of the things that impacted her in this case to get to where she is today. And then I'll give you some practical tips on helping the family, helping the sibling, and then I want to talk 
lastly, about just some day-to-day interactions with this rebellious child. The person in this case study that is rebelling is Bifina, and the one who's going to help, the one person in the room that wants to stand up and say, I will take this on, is Bifina's brother, Biffy. Now, as an overview, part number one, children are manageable, but adults are not. When they become adults, they have more freedom to choose their own path. I remember a pastor telling me one time, you know, Rick, it was it was easier to be a parent to our children when they were younger than they are now. It's harder being the parent of an adult child than a child that's not an adult. Well, the key idea there is that children are, for the most part, manageable. You can corral them, little fellers, and you can kind of guide them in the way that you want to do. But then adults, they step out of that interdependency that they have with their parents, and they're all on their own, and sometimes you can't tell them anything, and that's what we have here with Bifina. And so what do you do when one of them rejects Christianity, a sibling? Someone has to volunteer for the Lord's Restoration team, and sometimes the only adult in the room that's willing to stand up and do that is a sibling, in this case, Biffy. Now, from a human perspective, part of their rebellion is because of the parenting they received. And it's important that you understand this because you want to do comprehensive care. You just can't laser in on a rebelling adult child as though there are no complicating factors. And so in this episode, I want to give you some practical help on Bifina to help be a part of God's restoration team, but also want to implore you to look at this from a more comprehensive perspective. Now, this episode focuses exclusively on the secondary cause agents, what one human can do to help another human come to Christ. I am well aware that God can impose himself and great grant repentance and make all things wonderfully well. I get that. You get that. You know that. But we are in a relationship with God, and God multitask, and sometimes he doesn't grant repentance. And part of that is for us to be able to examine and make the necessary changes that we need to do in our lives. And so in this case, in this episode, I am going to speak entirely under the sun, human to human, horizontally understanding that God could change things quickly. Now, in this next section, I want to talk about describing the family. And my first point, when you describe the family, you want to describe the the dad, the the mom. You want to describe Biffina as well. But my first appeal is for Biffy to make sure that he transitions his mind from a child's perspective of his parents to an adult or to the current view of what is reality of who they actually are today. Because what happens sometimes, and I've seen this, actually I have had this, uh, I've had this experience, by the way. I remember God regenerated me when, when I was 25. I assumed by that time that my mother was a Christian. I mean, she, she went to church meetings and stuff. And so I assumed that she was a Christian, and, and so I didn't think much about it. And, and so I didn't 
there, there you go. I mean, that's good. So she's on her path. And I was very passionate about God, and I was reading his word and growing and building relationships and doing all the Christian stuff that you do. And then many years later, multiple decades later, uh, I remember having a conversation with my mother, and it just clicked with me. It's like, oh, well, she's not as spiritual as I thought she was. She's not the Christian that I thought she was. As a matter of fact, she's not a Christian at all. And that's true. She actually, God regenerated her when she was 70 years old, uh, two years before uh, she passed away. And I do think it, it was an authentic regeneration that from all indications that she truly was regenerated, but it, she was in her 70s. And you can't have this perspective that, you know, as a child, you look up to your children because they are tall and they can do all things like tell time and cook stuff. And then you grow past them, and you can grow past them spiritually. And so my appeal for Biffy is not to live in an illusion of how he wishes his family, his parents were, or thinking they are something that they aren't. He's got to pull everything, all the curtains back, and look behind the curtain and see what kind of people his parents are. And this is the first part of describing the family. We'll get to Biffina in a moment. And so what are the shaping influences in the parent's life? What shapes them? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? Describe their marriage. How does the husband, how, how does Biff serve Mabel? How does Mabel serve Biff? How do they grow together in Christ? Or do they? What kind of people are they? Describe Biff and Mabel. Describe their marriage. And then describe the family dynamic. For example, how was the dad with each child? Because you don't parent two children the same way because two children are different and so it's not possible to parent them the same way and and you know an illustration of that is like a parent can be more patient with one child because the child is more compliant and the patient can be uh, the parent can be more impatient with another child because the child is stubborn and not compliant but however the children are they are different in themselves therefore they parent them differently and so how was the dad with each child here are three positive examples and three negative ones. Three positives. Was he a biblicist? Like really loved God's word and knew how to practically apply it? Was he attentive? Always there in, 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 the, in the family, not just sitting there uh, running through some kind of stream on social media. Was he a biblicist? Was he attentive? Was he caring? And then three negatives, was he authoritative? Was he passive? Was he angry? And maybe you could add other labels. Maybe these six labels do not get at who your dad is or who he was as, as you all were children. But it's important that you transition your thinking from who you understood them to be when you were a little fella and then who they actually are today as you see them through big fellow eyes. And then how was your mom to each child. Here are three positives and three uh, negatives. Was she courageous, gentle, faithful? And again, you can add so much more. Three negatives. Was she insecure? Was she angry? Was she impatient? And so what I want you to do is to get inside your family, parents specifically, and make sure you clearly understand who they are, because that will be important, because whatever they were, 
And whatever they are now is going to have an impact on Bifina. All right, so Biffy, and then you have to understand the kind of person that Bifina is. As I said, all children are different. So she has a unique quality about her. And so you need to identify the type of personality she has. I'll give you some labels for that but in just a moment. But you also want to describe her personality tendencies. Did she tend to retreat? Was she aggressive? Was she social, isolated, introverted? What kind of person was she? All right, here's some labels for you to think about a non-exhaustive list. Was she insecure? If she's insecure, then how dad and mom interacted with her, for example, that's going to be a huge shape and influence. Was she stubborn? Well, if she was stubborn, let's say, and the dad was authoritative, that's not going to go well. That's oil and water, and there will be resistance throughout their relationship. Was she black or white? How did she see things? Was she nonchalant? Did she have a sensitive conscience? Some children can be oversensitive, just guilt-ridden to the point of false guilt where they take too much on them, even things that aren't theirs to take. A sensitive conscience. The other side of that is a hard conscience where it's water off a duck's back, that they don't seem to see any need to ever repent of anything. Uh, Was Bifina aggressive, passive, fearful, impressionable? meaning who influenced her and how was she influenced. And if you think about it like Play-Doh, what laid on top, what sat on top of her and made an impression on her. So what you want to do is to get inside the kind of person that Biffina is and her uniqueness because there's nobody in the world quite like her. And as you continue to do that, understanding the kind of person that she is, Take a look around at all her shaping influences, her friends, her school, her church, even her perceived faith in Christ. She made a profession of faith when she was an early teenager. What was that like? What was, was there any transformation? What was the fruit of it? What was her activities? And so what were the kind of things that she gravitated toward, friends, school, church, faith in Christ, and activities? And then who were the influencers in those different contexts, and how did they have an impact on her life? So you're looking at Bifina's shaping influences that float, that is attached somewhat to the unique kind of person or personality that she is. This is episode 264, Tips to Help an Adult Sibling Who is Not Walking with the Lord. I gave you a brief overview of manageable children to independent adults, and then I walked through describing the family, starting with the parents, Biff and Mabel, the kind of marriage they had, the family that they led and how that impacted each sibling and then specifically Bifina. And then we got into the unique personality of Bifina plus her shaping influences, the things that impacted the Play-Doh. Now, the next part is helping the family. And I want to start here. I'll get into Bifina a little 
later. But as you collect this data on the kind of person that your dad is and your mom and the other siblings and whatever that number is and as much data gathering as you have to do based on the things that I've said thus far, you want to make sure that you are helping the family because you want to build a restoration community And so the first people that you will talk to within the family are those who will listen. Every family member will not be mature in their reactions to this prodigal child. Some people will be angry, and they will reject this child and just not have anything to do with it. Now, another possible response is, let's say, you could have a mom, or even a dad for that matter, who is so reputation conscious that they don't tell anybody about it. They don't try to find help, that they want to keep it hidden from the community, the appropriate community. I'm not talking about putting this on on social media, but, but they are embarrassed by it. And so you could have one person, a parent, let's say, who is rejecting out of anger, and they just want to throw up their arms, and and they're done with this child. We've been dealing with this child for so long, and so be done with you. And then another another parent, let's say, takes the more fearful approach because they are reputation conscious, and so they don't interact with this as well. And so you have to understand the talk to a fool, don't talk to a fool dilemma, the stubborn family member may be a fool. Now, I have an article here linked to, it's a 2,000-word article. If you want to get inside that proverb where it says, talk to a fool and don't talk to the fool, back-to-back verses, meaning you have two options here, and you need to discern that. So that's the talk to the fool, don't talk to the fool dilemma. If you have a family member that won't listen or won't engage this problem or don't want to seek help, you'll have to start categorizing them. Like, is this a fool or not a fool? Because what you want to do is you categorize each person in the family, uncharitable categorization, I mean, charitable categorization, not uncharitable, charitable categorization, because you need to find out who's who, who is what, because you want to get your own allies working with you, with Bifina. And so you talk to the family members who will listen. You charitably categorize each one so you know where everybody stands. Now, for those who will listen, you want to address any guilt and any repentant steps to clear up this complicating problem. What I mean by that is that if there are things from a family member's past that has contributed to where Bifina is today, you want that off the table. And so, now this could go two ways. You could have a parent who is feeling false guilt, and then the parent who is legitimately, objectively guilty for things that they did in the past that have contributed has become a complicating problem. And if this parent, if this family member is willing to listen, then you want to have that conversation with them because what you want to do, I I use the term, get it off the table. Bifina is on the table, and there are a lot of other things on the table as well that are complicating this problem. You want to clear the table. 
And the way that you do that is through repentance. And so it will be important to understand the doctrine of repentance and how to walk it out with the Lord and with Bethina. And I have an article here that how we teach the doctrine of repentance, and I lay it out in 13 steps. We also have a full one-hour webinar on that, too. And so you can uh, look, you can read the article, you can listen to the podcast, you can watch the webinar. The webinar, we're in process of making all of our videos uh, free and public domain, including the webinars. And so that activity starts Tuesday, uh, October the uh, the 21st, 22nd, whenever that Tuesday is, October 22nd, and we'll, we'll be making all of our videos free. And so you can watch this one-hour webinar on the Doctrine of Repentance, but it is important to understand that so that you can help this family member repent of legitimate guilt to get that off the table. Now, for those who won't listen, you will have to pick your spots with them. You will have to find pockets of civility and humility, and so a time when they are ready to talk or can talk, and there's humility there where you can bring up this problem and discuss it. Now, let me give you a word of caution. You cannot make Bafina's problem and a family member's role in how Bafina got to the point where she is as the only talking point when you interact with this member family member. And so every time you see the family member say, I want to talk about your role in complicating Bafina's life. If you do that every time, well, you're done. You're not going, you're not going to accomplish anything. And so you find those pockets of civility and humility where the person is humble and you are as well. You've got the log in your eye and you talk about it and you do it randomly on occasion not all the time. Now, you may need to help a parent guard their heart as they think about their daughter going off the deep end. And I've talked about that earlier with a family member that would not, will not listen, and that they may be just throwing their hands up and angry. And so you may need to help guard your heart because you may be frustrated with this family member who is impatient. The greatest fear of many parents is their children rejecting God. And so everybody in the family will struggle with this differently. And so prepare thy heart and be able to discern how each one is reacting to this. So let's say a wife struggles with her husband's lack of leadership while the kids were in the home. This is a very common thing. This could be one way in which a wife struggles with where Bifina is, and you will want to guard this area too. I mean, her... Her mom, I mean Mabel, she may keep murdering her husband in her heart because he was such a knucklehead as they were rearing Bifina. And so as you're unpacking this stuff, there's going to be some dirt that is going to come out, and so you want to be careful. Another area of struggle will be guilt. A parent who self-reflects too much with the woulda, shoulda, coulda morbidity And you don't want to do that. You want to recenter their thinking on the sovereign Lord and how he grants repentance, which is not conditional on a parent's good or bad works. And so the family member cannot be a legalist on this point, thinking that their works is the primary thing that matters. And so those are some thoughts on helping the family. And now I want to get into Bafina as I wrap up this podcast. Number one, communicate your deep love for her and your conviction 
about what she is doing. There are two things there. You want her to know that you love her deeply, but yet you also want to communicate your conviction about what she is doing, meaning you do not agree with it. It doesn't have to be a speech, but you want to make sure that you are precise. I did this with my brother in 1987 when he got out of prison the last time. The short, the short way of saying that is I told him, I was very clear, I love you, I'll do anything in the world for you, but I won't take you to all those places or all those people that you like to hang out uh, with. And so communicate your love, but also make sure you're clear in where you stand about this matter. And then number two, I want you to guard against the short game, thinking that reconciliation is to God and to the family is going to happen anytime soon. Again, it could. God could impose himself, but in more, time, more times than not, it doesn't. And too many people, especially when these siblings and parents come to counseling and they have the rebellious sibling or rebellious child, they're always playing the short game. They want this thing reconciled today. They're talking about it, so they're expecting something that's going to bring healing, and that is a huge mistake. Plan on a multi-decade process to win her to Christ. If you don't do this, you may attempt to speed up the process, which will shut it down. Number three, find those pockets where you can have discourse. It's similar to what I was saying earlier about that family member that isn't willing to listen. Well, guess what? You have the mirror working the parallel working here you have a family member who is rebelling against god because he won't listen how ironic is that that they won't listen and they're rebelling at rejecting they're rejecting god on this issue by rejecting bifina by their sinful attitude and so in this case they're acting very similar to bifina but in bifina's case you want to find those pockets where you can have discourse Number four, you want to discern what went wrong. Now, based on the information that you gather from all of this stuff that I've been saying thus far, as laid out in these show notes, you'll have a clue as to how she got to where she is. If you do that kind of data gathering, you'll have a clue as to where she is. Now, there'll be other things too, but as you continue to reflect on this family problem, you're trying to discern what went wrong and how she got there, and this is the putting off stage as you're trying to understand this. And then number five, don't bring this up too much. Similar again to the unlistening relative above. Bafina will know it's coming, and if you bring it up too much, she's going to distance herself from you. You can't force the game. You can't force the action. You have to let it come to you. So be patient and be pneumatic. Walk in the Spirit. And then finally, number six, you have to work out your view on hanging with sinners. Here's what's going to happen. Bifina will associate with people that you would not associate with. Who will you associate with, and what places will you go with Bifina? And so you've got to work that out because it's coming up. And so that's how helping a sibling. Now I want to break it down one more time, and I want to talk about day-to-day. And this is not the idea of counseling her. This is more about building a relational bridge. Number one, be there for her. Be there for her. Be there. Perhaps she needs advice on buying a a home or a car. 
Maybe she needs some handiwork that you can do, or you can find someone that can do it for her. When you're interacting without focusing on the problem, you'll do some of your best relationship building, which is vital for the long term, the long game. It will also give you equity to speak the more challenging things to her later. Think about it this way. You walk up to somebody that you don't have a relationship with and tell them to get right with God. That won't go well. But if you spend time with them, helping them, serving them, being there for them, communicating your love to them, even though you're laying out your conviction about what they are doing and you build in that kind of relational equity, then when those pockets of of civility come to where she's humble and she's willing to listen in those moments, well, you'll be able to step into that. And then finally, borrow brains. Talk to a competent friend or two about what's happening Gain their perspective on the situation. Ask them to be part of your ongoing prayer team. Perhaps some of them could be intentional about connecting with Bafina. But if this happens, you want to make sure they understand. You don't want it to be contrived or artificial as though, hey, yeah, I know you're here because Biffy sent you here. I know what this is about. But no, if there is a non-artificial, non-contrived way to build relationships to your community with Biffina, it'll be great. And then guard your heart against all pitfalls of over-caring or under-caring. And then make sure you have a competent, courageous compassionate friend speaking into your life to keep you out of those ditches of overcaring or undercaring. Episode 264, Tips to Help an Adult Sibling Who Is Not Walking with the Lord. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.